What is your vision for it? Oh, man. In a nutshell, I used to say this. Somebody told me to stop saying it, but everyone gets it when I say it. It's the ESPN of comedy. Okay. Um, 24-7, comedy, news, comedy content, platform. You're going to get everything from us. We want to get overseas. CNN has got CNN in, across the, the waters. Right. So that's like on a grand scale. I think we got a great vision of what we can become. Howdy ho, hot brotherhood. You know what time it is. Hot breath. Mmm, <sighs> that old familiar sound. This is your favorite host, Joel Byers, and this is, of course, your favorite podcast, Hot Breath. And we have a hot breath episode for you today with a guest I have been wanting to sit down with for quite a while now. He's just always waiting for the right time. You know, with comedy, it's about timing, and this episode could not be better on time. I just shot a digital cover for this man's publication. We've done shows together. We, he's done feature stories on me as well, but he's really just a comedy fan. I'll go as far as a comedy guru. This guy started comedy hype. Of course, I'm talking about Mr. John Williams, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, give it up for John Williams. Wherever you are, in your office, in your car, go ahead and say, Woo, John. Did you do it? Go, Woo, John. But this guy doesn't do many interviews, so the fact he was willing to take time to sit down with me and really just go over everything from what he's learned from his failures to what he's learned about building a brand from the ground up. It's, it's so entertaining and informative. I've got to say, this is one of my favorite hot breath episodes yet it really couldn't be more on time and just more on brand if you will of hot breath so definitely you picked a good one if this is your first one listening please go back we have over 70 episodes for you to choose from with some of the top comics and club owners in the country so and if you enjoy this definitely share share it with a friend share it with family anybody you think we would enjoy this Please share it, and if you want to take it a step further, have your voice heard personally on the podcast, leave an iTunes review. We had some great ones left last week. One from Valencia that was a five-star review titled Hot Breath Sound, which I can only assume is... <sighs> Valencia said, been a listener for a while. Love hearing people's stories on how they started. Even love hearing about you. Hot breath. I'm sure a couple of you did the hot breath sound out there. And we had another from Kaylee88. Her title was just Hot Breath with two exclamation points, five stars, saying, Great podcast with great guests. I look forward to Monday mornings now because I know I'll get to learn how comedian got their start and their story and get great advice. Plus, it all relates back to Atlanta and the awesome comedy scene here. Yes. Thank you, Kaylee. Thank you, Valencia. If you would like your personal review read right here on the air, just take a minute, go over to iTunes, leave us a five-star review. I'm happy to read them all on the air. It really does make a difference in this podcast game. And this episode's going to make a difference. I have a great feeling about it that we've been building. The listeners keep building and building, and it's thanks to my current listeners. You guys are active and sharing, and I cannot thank you enough. If you like supporting my podcast, you'll love supporting me live. I host a show every Wednesday at Java Monkey in Decatur, Georgia, 8.30 p.m. I'm there hosting. Come on out. If you want to see other shows I'm doing, my website, joelbyerscomedy.com, has my schedule, has a video of me performing, has links to the comedy class I teach, has links to my life. It's all online. You can just hit Joel Byers, and I have have had so many dope logos made along the way, all by comedy artwork. If you like the artwork I have on my podcast, my class, or my website, go to comedyartwork.com, follow him on social media, at Comedy Artwork. Ask him to give you the hot breath special. He's going to take care of you. He's an amazing, amazing artist who I love having a part of the hot brotherhood here. So definitely shouts out to Comedy Artwork. Shouts out to you for hanging out through this intro and not trying to time it and skip right to the beginning. 
of the episode, like, well, if I can just skip Joel, then I can get to Joel speaking to somebody else besides me. Hey, I know what you're doing. It's it's us. It's me and you. It's just me and you in this intro. So embrace the time because now it's time. Mm. Now it's time to inhale a hot breath. With John. Oh yeah, with the owner. William. Yeah. Oh, I just want to, you know, I want to make it a good episode for you, man, and um, so people keep keep tuning in. So just let me know, like, some people have a vision of what they what they're looking for, and I definitely try to help. Well, I'm just looking to capture your story Mm -hmm. and just the overall kind of trajectory of comedy hype because this is this is something that's been built from the ground up and you're generating a lot of momentum on it so it's only going to grow exponentially so this yeah. is kind of the opportunity to capture you right at Peace. right at the um as your that's cool your, okay i'll definitely gear. be able to give you some great stories yeah man i like this setup it's a good story oh look at this what <laughs> look at us we in here most definitely <laughs> if you could, I'd just say your full name into the microphone. Jonathan Williams. J. Will. As a... J. Will. J. Will is what I'm going by. Well, welcome to the Hot Breathiverse, sir. Uh, excited to have me here. <laughs> ready, to, ready to get talking. I thought this would be a good time to sit down with you. I'm, I've always been a fan, but we just shot a, a first digital cover mm-hmm. for Comedy Hype. Okay. Which you're, you're like CEO. What's your label at Comedy My Hype? My title, I, I go by Creative Director. Okay. That's 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 the title that I put out there, Creative Director of Comedy Hype. Cool. But that's your baby, right? That's that is that is me. That is me. Um I had a couple partners, but overall it is my vision. Okay. Yeah. A couple partners that fallen off? Uh yeah, people come yeah. and go. You know, this is uh with entrepreneurship. You know, for people that are listening that are entrepreneurs, you're going to have a vision and you're going to try to bring pieces together. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the pieces don't come together. Um, but it is important for you to maintain that vision. And I feel that's what we did on, on my side of things. So mm-hmm. people that have came and tried to be a part of the vision. And then at the same time, people that are still with the vision. So overall, yeah. Has the vision evolved or has it always been a singular vision since you started it? It's probably been pretty, this, this is where it's evolved out. Evolved that is more of the how process. Okay. Um, the vision has always remained the same. We want to be somewhat a main source of comedy, the platform, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at comedy and what it can do overall beyond just a website. Um, but the how part, you know, you don't know how you're going to get there. And there's no really other entity that moves the way we move. There's some that do similar things. I'm very familiar with them. But there's there's a bigger vision, I think, to what we're trying to go. And so the how process has always changed because you don't you don't really plan for it. You kind of feel your way through the process. And, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what we've been going off of, instinct and um, what makes sense and keeping uh, our brand value high. I'm big. I'm very big on brand. Um, that's kind of where I fall in place, like more brand, make sure it's right for the brand, make sure people respect it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. How do you identify a brand? Because that's something even as a comedian, you know, podcast host, teaching a comedy class, I've been trying to focus on branding more. Mm-hmm. But how do you identify the brand? Do you actually like list down things you will do and won't do for the brand? How do you even? Um, it, it's, it it's just principles, right? You uh-huh. know, we have life principles. Like I'm a man of principles. Like some things you you one thing is respect is big. You know, if your brand's not respected, then no one's gonna buy into it. No one's going to respond when you hit them up. Mm. You know, if you're over accessible, you know, that's one thing that could take away from your brand. Um so this is like little things of like maintaining your respect is key. That's even for us as individuals. Um, making sure what we produce is quality. So everything we drop. Hopefully it has quality. It may not make a, uh, or how do you say, get a billion views, mm-hmm. but hopefully the people that did experience it got something out of that. And that's kind of the moment and we're just going off of like, let's create something nice. You know, it may not be trendy. We, we don't do trends a lot. Mm. I'm not, I'm not really into the trendy stuff because I think 
with trends, they come and go. So I feel like if you play your brand on a trend, your brand will come and go. You have to set that tone. And so there's a lot of stuff we can do that we just choose not to do. Um, just in, in in that theory of like I was saying about, about keeping your brand solid. But not only is it quality, but the amount of content mm-hmm. you guys are generating at Comedy Hype mm-hmm. is... It's a little bit overwhelming because I follow okay. you guys and keep up with you. There's always a new story coming out. There's always images mm-hmm. being posted. And these are images, like, if you just do, like, a quick Google, you're most of the time you're not going to find these images. Yeah. What is... What's Quality. The, what's the secret Quality. there? How are you generating that? Quality. Um, <laughs> without... I can't, you know, I can't give you the day-to-day operation. Uh-huh. Um, for, we can't give away the secret sauce <laughs> as far as this is good burgers. But what I will say is just quality. You know, mm-hmm. take time out and and really, you know, people are taking time. I know the internet is free these days, but people are taking time to pay attention to you. So if they do pay attention to you, make sure that you're giving them something to talk about. And that's kind of always been my strategy is that sometimes we may not we may not put up a lot of stories. But if we put one story, we want to make it good enough for you to come back tomorrow. Mm, okay. so that's kind of like where we are, just quality. Yeah, I'm all about quality as well. That's mm-hmm. why I'm a fan of you guys. Because that is really, I think, especially with the internet and how everything is moving at light speed, mm-hmm. quality is probably one of the most overlooked mm-hmm. aspects of the game. Is that why you focus on that? Like, you, do you see voids in the game that you're, like, trying to fill? Um I definitely think because the internet allows us now to be our own bosses, right? Mm-hmm. So let's talk about like like let's talk about production and content. We can control as much content as you want out your podcast. You can, you can have this bad boy going every day if you wanted to, if you could. That's a lot, mm-hmm. but you could do that. But for me, I see a lot of people, and this is for cats, the comedians that are listening. This could be like one thing to consider you know, really manage the amount of content you put out mm. um, and take your time in really putting something meaningful out there. I think the game of social media has put dis- distribution in our hands. You can do it at will. But if you're more disciplined in what you put out there, I think people will start respecting your brands even more. Mm. So some cats, you know, I got love for y'all, but some people are showing way too much on social media that I think deters their brand. They may not know that. Um, you know, you have there's a game of uh, of transparency when to show some stuff and when not to. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you make yourself accessible, it's like um, and I'll, I'll and I'll wrap this part up. But you know, uh, a diamond is uh, worth quality because it's rare. At least in this part of the world, we're in the United States, right? I don't know if there's big diamond mines compared to like out in Africa or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it's rare because it's not easily accessible. So if your content and your brand is easily accessible, constantly you're not really producing any quality. Just look at yourself in that rate sheet of a diamond. You're probably not, you know, you're not making yourself valuable. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? So okay. that's kind of how the the thought process goes. Sorry, I meant to give you this too. Cool. Speaking of branding. I, I love it. Give you that a little I bit. I got of a hot breath <laughs> water bottle podcast. You can have What's that? the difference? <laughs> What's the difference? Yeah. The label. Okay. The taste. Okay. The feeling. It's quality That's water. That's like a, the, all the other um, the water companies. <laughs> it is just the label. And I'm not mad at this at all. That's what's up, man. I will drink. This is like drinkable? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's water. I That's will not sip water right there. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I could do a commercial right now. <laughs> mm. Yeah, hot breath. <laughs> Great water. So do you guys use like systems like buffer or like scheduling systems or for social media have you heard of those hoots um there are there are stuff that we entertain but honestly though that's just straight live that's straight that's straight live hand combat um and that's kind of like because you know news our news is 24 7 cycle so when stuff drops um of course i know what you're speaking of but i would even want to credit any of that type of stuff because really that stuff is hand to hand when we feel this time is right, don't try to overthink it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're really, like you mentioned earlier, from the ground up. So there's really a no shortcut type of mind state we already have. Mm-hmm. We like we like the ground up. We like getting grimy. We like being able to thug it out is what I like to say. Um, so so the answer to that is, is definitely not, not, that's not the gist of what we do. Mm-hmm. Quality is what we do. Um, and and timing is is important too. 
As you've been building this, what do you find to be the most popular posts? Is there a specific type? Is it like lists or just names? The most popular post, uh, man, it varies. Chappelle is a big one for us. Uh-huh. Just to kind of give a backstory, we've went viral a couple of times because of him consistently, at mm-hmm. least three times, and something dealing with him. Um, but honestly... It, it varies. It could be someone ranting. You know, the internet game is so, uh, like, like it's timing. You know, I, I, you really can't time it. You could drop a story. It could be just like the other person's, but theirs could take off. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, you, you, I don't try to get caught up in none of that stuff because it's so unpredictable. Yeah. You just got to stick to like your, your core, your core things, you know? Because a lot of people will try the clickbait online, especially like a 24-hour yeah. cycle like like you guys are working on. They'll be trying to just make titles to where it'll bring people in and then they read it and they're like, oh, that was lame. Or yeah, yeah. That goes back into quality. You yeah. know, I don't ever want to like dumb think. I don't ever want to play our audience. Mm-hmm. I respect y'all. You know, you took time to click on our site, check it out. Let's not play that game because you're not going to come back. Mm -hmm. You know, my thing is about the returning, um, you know, consumer, if you will, or reader that, of course, like I know all the tricks. I know all the little wild stuff we can put up on our Instagram, you know, but that's not what we're about. That's just not, that's not who I am. And I don't think I would, you know, being somewhat of your own boss, you would want to reflect what you're comfortably uh, what you comfortably are, comfortably are, and that's not that's not who I, who Jay Will is, if if mm. you will. And Jay Will actually started out as uh, the Laughing Barrel, is mm-hmm. what this started out as. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what went wrong there? What was the pivot away from that name? I wouldn't even say it was a wrong. It was more of a, a growth moment. Okay. Um, I, I'll kind of give you like a, a backstory. You know, the Laughing Barrel, the the energy of comedy hype is sim- similar. To the Laughing Barrel, we just do. We just have done a lot more now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the energy of the inspiration is to be able to give. At the time, it was really focused on African American consumers. Give them a place that they can laugh at. Um, I'm a fan of comedy. I was, and I wanted to see some of the comedians that look like me mm. on Comedy Central a little mm-hmm. bit more frequently. I don't have the money to start no TV channel. But I can say maybe there's a, a way to create a website. So that's what the spirit of Laughing Barrel was. Yeah, and Laughing Barrel, that was like with the slaves, right? They were only like allowed yeah, to laugh that's great. in they, a barrel. That was a backstory I found out about these slaves where um, they weren't allowed to laugh in front of Massa. And so they would have these barrels and have to laugh in there. Mm. Um, and that's that was kind of the, the theme of what we were doing, a place to escape, to laugh. Um, and African, um, you know, Americans comedy is really is, is deep, like it's needed, you know, like all this crap that sometimes we have to deal with And any, I just did a story on, uh, um, um, on the, uh, the Jews. There's a, it's called, uh, the last laugh and all these people that have these moments of struggle, like comedy is right there to kind of ease it a little bit more. So that was the, the energy of the laughing barrel and the, and to talk about the rebranding, it just, to give you a story, um, I went to like a tech conference and this dude has said something really like sly, like, cause I was like black and he was like the laughing bell. He was like, y'all sell guns. And I was like, mm. man, like that to me. And I heard stuff before people didn't get it. And I just had to like uh, remove my emotion from it and make a branding decision and say, hey, I need something that's gonna, that people are gonna get right away. Mm-hmm. And so that's where comedy hype came from. After that, what was before comedy hype? As far as you, well, you, you're you're building this brand from the ground up, so you clearly had to have had mm-hmm. some failures along the way before you found something that actually locked in. Mm-hmm. So what was what were those the kind of learning experiences along the way to creating a successful man? Brand? Uh, you know, I spoke I spoke about this stuff before. I've I've done it all. You know, mm-hmm. I've worked regular jobs. I've, but just on an entrepreneur side, I was trying to create like a men's, uh, like jewelry thing. It was like King of Destiny. Mm-hmm. Um, it was about like men being the kings of their own destiny and even women. And it had crowns and like little jewels on it. And, uh, you know, that was before that. And really, um, 
after that, it was like regular job type stuff, you know, overnight moving boxes and, mm-hmm. you know, all those, all the things people got to do to, you know, to really keep afloat, you know? Yeah. Working at a golf course, getting up at 4.30 while yeah. you're building the brand is. Oh yeah. You caught that. that. Yeah. Yeah. That was, um, that was a, that was real deal. And, and that kind of just goes into the whole attitude that we have. Like, I mean, like we, you know, like, dude, like this is not handed. Mm-hmm. So for us, it's like. We're gonna grind it out. That's just the that's just the spirit we are. We're, we're I feel like we're a hip hop brand in a sense of, you know, no one really gave us the resources, but we just kind of took uh, what we needed or or used what we had. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. Do you feel like focusing on just one, I guess, one lane in the comedy world kind of shuts you off? If you're just focusing on the urban market, do you not feel like being more universal could be a more long term productive? What you mean? Oh, well, it's all strategy. It's all a long-term oh, vision. Okay. You know what I mean? Like Comedy Hype, look at the name. I could put anything under that name, mm-hmm. you know? But the vision is you got to have a solid foundation, you know, to build on it. So right, right now, it and that's where I naturally am when it comes to the company, is that we want to connect with an African-American audience. But I hopefully feel, I hope... I hope that we connect to just anyone that likes cool shit hmm. because it's not a really a black thing, really what we do. We just like cool stuff. Cause you're going to see some, all kind of people on our website predominantly is African-American, but you will see a little bit of everyone. Um, but it's really about cool stuff. I like seeing comedians with fly cars. I want to show comedians that, yo, y'all rock stars. Y'all mm. cool. Y'all deserve to be on magazine covers. Yeah, That's why we we dropped the digital joint because we need to see more of that. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times I don't know if comedians get the respect that they deserve because you guys are like making people laugh. But there's like shit that y'all got to go through to get to those laughs, you know? Yeah. You know, I know you got to grind it out. I know there's like a ton of comedian stories that got to grind it out. So for us at Comedy Hype, it's really trying to do our best to make comedians look cool to where you really want to lock into their world much beyond it when they get off the stage. Mm-hmm. You know, that you really respect them. And you really want to like, man, I want to see what Joe's, what the new outfit he's about to wear. You know, just like really into you guys that much, like these rappers and these other celebs. Like, yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what we're trying to do at our at our site. So it's more of a coolness okay, cool. attitude. Yeah. I was just trying to, you know, I mean, I've been on, featured on Comedy Hype before and everything, mm-hmm. but I know it, it was primarily urban based, but mm-hmm, I know, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. white people growing up in Hawaii. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just know, you know, that world as well that you could tap into. Uh, definitely the Hawaii thing, um, that showed me more of, that's more of my diverse side of things. Um, growing up there just kind of opened my eyes to different cultures. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it does help to say, you know, to say the least that it lets me look at a perspective of of different people, different viewpoints. No one's right or wrong. Everyone has a, a perspective and um, I think it does, you know, we, we got a little international section that we're trying to c- create at Comedy Hype. Mm-hmm. So you're going to see like, you're going to see different cultures down the line as we grow, but hopefully it'll be the same vibe, same voice of being cool. But it's just, there's certain, there's a certain, I mean, we're not after the world. I think a lot of people mm. tend to try to, they get on the internet and they want to like conquer the world and get Billions of followers. We're cool. You know, we just need a nice, solid amount of people to rock with us so as to do our thing. And that's it. Support us. And then we move on. But we're not after the world. So I think the right people will get what we're doing. It seems having a consistent vision seems to be a um, very much part so. of the secret sauce there. Uh, yeah, because, you know, there's so many different obstacles that are going to deter you. Um, there's relationships that come into jeopardy. There's uh, financial things that come into jeopardy, you know, because when you're chasing your vision or your dream, whatever it is, it doesn't, it's not lucrative at all, <laughs> like at all. Yeah. But I mean, it it has a potential to become lucrative, you know, um, and that's kind of like, it's it's not a money thing with me, but I understand that if we keep pushing on that, that money thing won't be a problem. Um, and And we're kind of, and I love, you know, that you're capturing me at this moment of our career because that's kind of where it's getting a little bit easier to finance certain things, to do different ideas, and at the same time being able to pay people. Um, and that's empowering for me as an entrepreneur that I can be able to pay people at once 
I didn't have like money to get down the street in my mm. car. So to flip that energy to be like, yo, I can pay you to do a service for a company. Um, that's that's empowering, man. Yeah. How low did it get? How low? It wasn't like no no dark 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 stories. Sleeping in your car or whatever. No, nah, it never uh-huh. it never got to that point. Um, luckily, but it was just I mean, you know, you got friends that you grow up with, and they all got these nice jobs, you know, and they're comfortable, and they got these consistent checks coming in, and you're like trying to build this thing that no one has ever seen before, <laughs> and you're kind of probably looking crazy to a lot of people. Um, but in that spectrum, you know, you got to stay persistent on it and it never got too low. It just, I mean, it's just like regular people just being broke, not having it, mm-hmm. having to stay in, you know, not being able to do certain things, but that, that's, that's as bad as it got. It never got too, too bad. You know, how yeah. big is the team now, man, the team, uh, psh, I want to say consistently there's six people. Wow. Yeah, there's six people like they there's different facets. You gotta look at we got someone that can do the content, like host. There's a lot more content players. So you got like people that can run some content with us. Then you have people that can um PR standpoint, they might be there. Um but like off and on there's like there's like six people that, that I keep in touch that yeah, it's still yeah. Yeah. Wow. Are you still the web developer? Um, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. we've done all of that and that's stuff that I had to do early on. Um, lucky thing now, I'm actually about to uh interview someone that wants to come on board and do some tech stuff to the site. Wow. So that's gonna be exciting if that conversation goes well. So but before then, yeah, it was like it's just, you know, this day and age, man, you can really get up and go. And I'm really about no excuses. Um, that's kind of my whole attitude of like, there's no excuse. You don't have any excuse um, because I didn't come into this knowing about technology. I didn't come into this having comedy connections. I just simply came up here with a vision and stuck to my principles and my values and people respected it and some people didn't care, but it the persistence like this is every day, the mm-hmm. last six years, you know. <laughs> so you taught yourself how to do code and all that? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's like, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not crazy. I mean, it, it takes a lot of patience. Um, luckily I have a ton of patience to where I can take my time and learn stuff. I did that um, early on and it's just trial and error, trial and error, trial and error, trial and error, trial mm-hmm. and error. Okay, go back. That didn't work. Okay, you messed up your website. You know, <laughs> let me call the hosting provider to f- figure out what just happened. But yeah, but luckily it's it's never it hasn't been any bigger problems right now that that we would really, you know, focus on like a tech side. Except this this potential interview that we have, and hopefully they'll come on board and that'd be cool. Oh yeah, yeah. And I guess that you do design all the logos and all that. You made the comedy hype logo and all that. Yeah, logos in house. Cool. Um, you know, all of that stuff, man. It's like, it's, you know, it's like no excuses. Yeah. Like, I really can't. I mean, I. it's no excuses, you know. That's that's like, you could do everything. And if not, you can get people. I've gotten people along the way to do this, you know, do that, do this. But you could do a lot by yourself. And you have been. Yeah. So now you're building up a six-person team. Most definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so what is kind of the big move you... I mean, you, this digital cover, it seems to be that, you know, print, print is dead. That's a common thing people say. And do you see maybe this digital move? You're trying to do like an online magazine? It's just, it's just a way of uh, innovation, you know, Mm. Um, it's been done before, like as far as with comedians but I think that, again, we're the cool kids, what we try to be. So we're going to paint you guys in a different light. It's kind of like step into our world for a minute. Let's make you come off like this. And that's how I make you like, hey, what's up, guys? I'm a comedian. Ready for some jokes? <laughs> it's like, yo, I tell jokes. It's a, it's, a, it's a different rhythm. And when we take these comedians, that's what we're looking to do. you know. And the digital covers is great for branding. And um, I love that everyone supports it, that, that, that was a part of it. And they shout each other out. And it's a moment for y'all. And it's like, we want to grow with you. Mm-hmm. Really, that's what we want to do. You know, because even talking to you, Joel, you know, 
down the line, you know, who knows what this will grow into be, this moment itself. Right. Um, and who you may become, and you walk on the red carpet, and now be dope. Yo, you was on the first Comedy Hype digital cover. So, like, I want to help grow with these comedians because a lot of these people, there's no platforms really growing with them. There's more of like, okay, you're it right now. Come, come, come. Okay, thank you. We want to kind of like, okay, we see Joel over there. He's doing his movement. He's consistent. You know, this person's consistent. Let's let's keep in touch. Let's keep growing. And then you got this whole like comedy rap pack, you know, <laughs> conglomerate of just great people that you can like build with. So ultimately, yeah. Is there a is there a successful brand that you've kind of been modeling this progress after? A uh, successful brand. What do you mean as far as a branding or operation standpoint? Well, as, as you've been climbing, you know, just like with being a comedian, you see more successful comedians and you see what they're doing and you try to maybe emulate moves they made, whether it's on or off the stage or just seeing, trying to see their habits and kind of follow in that footstep of successful people. That whole perception thing, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I've I've mentioned there's people that I look at more of an entrepreneur standpoint. Oh, okay. um, there's companies, of course. I mean, you got your Buzzfeed, you got your Complex, you got your um, Hollywood Reporter. You know, definitely you're looking at what these people do that have maybe a bigger budget than you than what they're doing. And but we're hustlers, and we can we can, you know. So I'm just proud of what what we're producing. Um, and just the team of no excuses and you know it's just dope but yeah like you got platforms like that but i i'm only steady like entrepreneurs and um people that have done it from the ground up um so a lot of hip-hop guys in my in my catalog okay like a damon dash oh most definitely um i talk about all the time damon is hella controversial um he's more of uh there's some there's some different I guess approaches that I would would love him to do, but um, I love his attitude of like just pulling your pants up and getting it and and wanting to be uh, some self ownership. Um, you know, I work so many different jobs, and you know, it's nothing beats being able to do what you want to do with your time. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I mean, some people, some people into it. Some people are cool with clocking in. It just never really been my thing, you know. I've heard that countless before with other entrepreneurs. It's just not, it's just not fun. I mean, how do you travel or, or go to do different things if you have to be clocked in somewhere constantly? Um, also, but don't don't dismiss the the nine to five joint because don't forget, like you said, like I was working the golf course, waking up in the morning, driving about an hour out. Um, to push some damn, you know, this this grass mower uh, across some greens, all because I had to keep afloat, but I had to keep consistent with the vision. Mm-hmm. So you have to do what you have to do, but ultimately it is about getting free, and that that to me is um, what I would love to fully be able to do. Even if that means dealing candy as a kid as well. Yeah, yeah, candy. Yeah. <laughs> that was um, that was just something that like. That was maybe a spark of the entrepreneurship. I'm a, mm-hmm. I remember my mother, I think she gave me the catalog and like you can get like a like wholesale candy. And I just did it and I was just selling like for 75 or whatever, a couple cents. And I was just like right there on the spot. You know, I was, I guess I was just seeing, testing out the market and learning about customer relationships and making sure you treat people right. Um, I think a lot of people, you know, for me, Joel, this, this game has just been more about just vibe. I like to say that word a lot. Mm-hmm. People might get annoyed that work around me because I say it, but it's like, it's so important to have a comfortable relationship with people. I try to build with the person. The business shit will come, mm. but I try to like vibe with the person. Hey, how are you doing today? You know, like what's going on? What's going on with your life? And I think a lot of people, um, they lack that sometimes in business. They don't vibe with you because once you got the person as a as a person, the business stuff is easy after that because y'all got y'all comfortable and, and can can communicate, but some people don't know how to do that, and I and I just and to me that's always been my thing. Person first, mm-hmm. you know, build with the person first, get to know them a little bit, and then I think everything else will come. So, 
Did you learn that from your mom? Because it sounds like she was supportive from the get-go. Um, no, nah, it wasn't like from my mother. That was mainly just for trial and error. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was mainly like, you know, like um, getting comfortable with who I was because, you know, there's this perception of being a CEO. You got to like dress a certain way and act a certain way. And I definitely was doing that, but that wasn't me. And I wasn't connecting with people authentically. Mm. And I wasn't in people... I, they weren't connecting with me because I was this damn, like this robot, like, hey, how you doing? Here's my business card. Um, I'm the CEO of, it's like, dude, like chill. Just connect with me. If you show what you're going to do, like, you know, I mean, or you do what you tell me you're going to do, then that's all you have to do. That's your business card, your actions. Mm. I don't even carry cards like that no more. Like I used to, but people... People see what you do and, and you prove it to them. That's your business card, your actions. Boom. That's yeah. good for comedians to hear right there. Yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. have any other insight for comedians that, or just people in general that may be listening, trying to do it their way? Ah, man. Um, I'm big on the process. Uh, I'm, I don't know if people, you know, if you guys go to our Comedy Hype News um, channel on YouTube, if you go to Comedy Hype News on YouTube, you'll see me wearing a Gap hat a lot of times. I'm wearing one right now. Right. And it's kind of this thing of like um, um, getting ahead potential. So it's this idea of always striving to progress, always striving to like just just you know go beyond it. I'm one person to mention um, is Jonas Bavakua. I might be pronouncing his last name wrong. He was a founder of LRG um, Clothing Company. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Mm -hmm. um, he passed away like a couple years ago, but. He was just like, I don't know, he was just a dope, dope guy to me. He was just, you could tell he was living it his way. There was like an iconic photo, at least to me and my friends at the time. Like he showed up to a, a club shirtless, but with a Louis Vuitton uh, scarf on in the club. Like this little Asian dude just posted up with jewelry on and this Louis Vuitton scarf and like shades. And to me, something about that, I might, you know, that might have been like weird. But that was so much of like, damn, that's someone that's doing it their way. Mm -hmm. And he's been someone that's been kind of a, a person that speaks to me a lot, just just vision-wise. Um, R.I.P. to Jonas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So one day you want to be in the club with your shirt off with a Louis V. If I got it Sorry. like that, then damn it, I got it like that. <laughs> I was, you're just waiting to be stunting. You're no, no, no. That's See, that's one. I think that's like, uh, that's not me, uh -huh. you know? Um that's not me. Like even doing interviews, like I tend not to like do a whole lot. I've been a little bit more consistent with it because I understand it's important for people to, it's, you're giving me a platform. Mm -hmm. So people go visit comedyhype.com. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, uh, it's, that, it's not about me. So you look on some companies, they'll put the CEO all in front of the, the CEO shouting himself out. Yeah, you know what I mean? But it's not about, it's really not about you. It's more about like what you're producing and what you're what what kind of what is your company pushing? That's how I look at it. What are we doing? So I could be shouting myself all day, but I why? It's not about me. It's mm -hmm. like let's stick to the vision. Um, I studied the Chanel brothers, uh, and I might be kind of uh, paraphrasing this a little bit, but they weren't doing press at all, you know. And I thought that was dope that they just live in their life. So for me, it's not about the stunting. Um, I love nice things, but it's not about the stunning. What's the move moving forward as far as comedy hype? This digital cover seems to be a big move that nobody else is. Yeah, the digital right cover now. thing, um, you know, that's just, like I said, it's a field process. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, it's not a lot of times where we're just like brainy and just writing out all this, oh, this is the next move. Um, it is strategy to it, but the digital cover, I'm looking to be consistent with that. Okay. Um, I don't know if it's going to be a monthly flow. Uh, and in the internet today, you know, with, like I say, Beyonce, she just drops when she wants to drop. So I kind of like that, that freedom that we have. Um, we are working on one potentially coming up at the end of the month. Um, but you got the podcast network that yeah. we have. Um, and that's cool. That's a baby in itself. But there's a big vision to that, um, that. If we just remain consistent, I really think that we will have a great situation with those podcasts. Also, live shows you guys have been dabbling in? Live shows is a beast. Mm -hmm. It's a motherfucker <laughs> for y'all listening to this. 
Um, and I respect everyone that does live shows that get people to come out to their shows. If you get like 10 plus people, I salute you um, because we've definitely tried that. You know, that was a, one of my humbling moments in with dealing with a company. And that was very recent. You know, you got this digital platform and you thinking, all right, now I can just throw my name on anything and people are going to run out there. And that's not the case. You know, you got to do everything has a process. So to do those live shows, who, however that process is, whether it be email collecting, whether it be straight hand to hand promotion, whether it be having a street team, there's a process with that. It's not going to be the same just because you got over 50K on Instagram, you think you're going to shout it out and like people are going to like just flock to you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And that's kind of where I was humbled at it, where it's like, John, don't forget the process on everything. Where's that disconnect? Like, cause I've seen that. I mean, I've done shows with you mm -hmm. and other people They have, you know, 50,000, hundred thousand followers and they shout out the flyer all week and all this. Yeah. And then you get to the show yeah. and there's literally nobody there. Yeah. And you're like, where's the disconnect between, having that platform and then getting people to show up. What yeah, do you think that I is? think um I think for like the the one in particular that you were I don't you know, you were actually there. That was um the with the rooftop joint. Oh yeah, the roast. That was that yeah. was the one that stung for me. Oh for you, yeah. Um because I feel like we did everything right. Mm. Promotional wise, you know, organize people, put some money up. Um you know, that one that one stung the most. I think the disconnect is that we have to be consistent. Um, I think, you know, for people to know like, okay, this is going to be here. You know, this is going to, you know, we're going to constantly see this show pop up. And now people start trusting you. And then they say, okay, I'm going to check it out because I keep seeing it. You know, John and Comedy Hype, they're, they're constantly talking about this rooftop joint. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go and check it out finally. The first few times, like, people may not come out. Um, but I think the disconnect is like branding. What are you really known for? You know, gotcha. we're not really known for live shows. We haven't really been consistent enough to do it. So people would be like, I need to go to that comedy hype show. It was turnt. Um, we do have some live shows going. We have a Martin Trivia Live uh, game night that we partnered with this uh, company called Republican Company. Um, but that's probably like our most consistent live thing that we're looking to grow. And the next stop is looking to be LA at the end of the month. Oh, okay. Yeah. LA. Yeah. Going by coastal. Going by coastal. Man. Yeah. You've been to clearly many comedy cities. What is it about Atlanta that's so different from the others, you think? Um, it's the people. You know, um, I've dealt with more of like, you know, the urban side of our rooms out here. But I think it's just more of like the confidence um, level is very high. Everybody's a star in Atlanta. <laughs> um, but I think that's good. You kind of, you know, as a comedian, you got to be kind of cocky. You got to be like, you know, people want to kind of live through you in a sense because you're saying shit that we're not really saying it, you know, outside of behind closed doors. But you guys are saying this in front of everybody. So, you know, Atlanta is a very confident town. And I think that's what makes us like, there's a certain swagger to that, you know, where a guy who might only have 2,000 followers on the gram, but shit to him, he's got a million, you know what I mean? And like, he's selling all kind of shit, a part of his movement. Mm -hmm. And that's like a dope, and that's the attitude you have to have. So I think that's kind of been my, my experience. So it's really just that Atlanta scene in general is reflecting that on the comedy scene. Yeah, because on that digital cover, it said your favorite comedian will be from the South. Yeah. That's a bold message. That's bold. Um, that's a little bit of like, okay, I, I love Nike. They have like their old ads. They used to be really bold with their shit. And like, you know, it's like, what? It's like, well, mm -hmm. we said it and what? And that's the attitude that we have kind of at Comedy High. We don't, we're not braggadocious, but we're very confident in who we are. And making a statement like that, yeah. I think it is time for a comedian from the South to emerge and really represent um, comedy on a on a large scale. You got, you know, you got your Chris Rocks, you got your Eddie Murphys, you got your Jerry Seinfelds, but like we need a cat that might can come out of Texas or Atlanta or, you know, all these other southern cities, you know, to really I think I think it's, it could be time for that. Much, you know, much bigger than some guys that are out from out here now, but on a grand scale.
I would be interested to know, because we kind of saw the brand from talking about it from the beginning to where it is and the moves you're making. What is, what is your vision for it? Oh, man. In a nutshell, I used uh -huh. to say this. Somebody told me to stop saying it, but everyone gets it when I say it. It's the ESPN of comedy. Okay. 24-7, um, comedy news, comedy content, you know, um, platform. You're going to get everything from us. Um, you know, you're going to get everything from us. I don't want to, I don't think we're going to overdo it, but you should be able to get everything from us, comedy related, um, live stuff going on, uh, digital content, uh, articles, stories, news, everything. Um, that's pretty much what we're trying to be, become and grow into. You know, the technology game is crazy, though. Mm -hmm. So though I have this vision, I'm still understanding that shit can turn left and I have to be ready to adjust. So that's the bigger goal. Like I said, like, we want to get overseas. So if I was, a, you know, overseas, it's like, you got to think about this. I always think about this. Um, there's got to be a Kevin Hart in China. Hmm. You know, there's got to be like a Chinese Kevin Hart somewhere and out there. That's a that's billions of people that live out there. Now I might not speak Chinese, but like CNN has got CNN and across the the waters, right? So that's like on a grand scale. Okay. I don't know how long it's going to take us to get there. Yeah, but on a grand scale, that's what we're trying to do. You know, we we really it's 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 a great brand that I think um, has a lot of great principles, and I'm a fan of it, even though I'm in it. You know, I, I look at us you know, through a lens like everyone else. But I but I really, um, I think we got a great vision of what we can become. Well, that's why I was asking about you being so urban focused mm -hmm. is because there is this whole other market yeah. within the country you could be Most tapping definitely. into. So I just, that's why I was just wondering it's what the strategy. You just, yeah. um, you gotta, you know, you gotta build your foundation. You gotta build with a core audience to support you. And then you gotta slowly grow it into another market because, okay. um, if you do that, you're not gonna, ah, how do I say this? Like, if you do that, you're gonna water down yourself. And we've, 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 we've experimented, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, but when I get feedback, people really appreciate us for being an urban destination. And I don't wanna lose those audience people. So you wanna grow with them. So you're kind of learning. That's why it's a feel process. You know, you're learning and they're experiencing it with you as well. And you're not just saying, okay, we're going to just hit you with all this new stuff. It's like, oh, this dude's kind of cool. I'm going to kind of place him here. You guys might like him. You might see him back again. So it's like a, it's very patient, you know, but it's a, we're going to keep it well-respected um, is the game plan. Yeah. That process. Process. Mm. Takes time, you know, really takes time. You got to know when to strike. Um, but it takes time. Like it take, takes time. It's, you got to think about what what you what are we what are we trying to build? I just told you I'm trying to damn near build a CNN of comedy. <laughs> yeah. That shit is not going to happen overnight. It's true, yeah. You know, but I, I I understand it just takes time, dude. Of you know, so the entrepreneurs that are listening and comedians, you know, like just just focus on what you want to do and just really just take your time and trust that process. The shit is not fun. The shit is not glamorous. But I will tell you, you know, that freedom that you do get when you can do it your way mm. is kind of priceless. No matter how much, like, if you can, if I can just survive off just doing me, I don't even have to be balling. If I could just have a comfortable roof over my head, food in the refrigerator, and I could just wake up doing John, I'm cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm cool. That to me is freedom. And how old is Comedy Hype? Comedy hype is I want to say about six years now. Oh, okay, five yeah, six yeah. years because we um I might be adding the laughing barrel into that mixer because it is because it is still like the laughing barrel, but it is has offspring. To me, it's still the same story. It just grew mm -hmm. and just rebranded a little bit. Um, but yeah. Well, I always ask comedians on here, mm -hmm. like I'm sure you've seen watching comedy, people getting booed and mm -hmm. things like that. I always just like to hear some epic failure people have had just for to put into context yeah. the success they're having. So I guess you've never, have you ever done comedy before stand up? No, I haven't. Never. Okay. <laughs> I used to have a, a joke to myself about 
one day launching my career on Comedy Hype <laughs> and like having it like, yeah. <laughs> it was like this funny like inside joke. I was like, man, I'm a, yeah, it was, yeah. But no, I never done stand up before. Definitely you think about it, being around it all the time. Why, yeah, why not give it a shot? You're that's just, not my lane, dude. Just a you fan. Know, I gotta, yeah, I gotta stick mm -hmm. to the script, you know? I didn't, I think that's where like, you gotta know, you gotta know your lane. Mm. A lot of cats get influenced. You know, I got, we have a little bit of influence. We could do anything. Like I said, that live show shit taught me to know your lane and stay in your lane. And when you do get out there, take it seriously. So for me, I could like, yeah, all day I can get up on stage and tell jokes, but that's not my lane right now. I have to run a company. I have to, you know, be responsible. You know, it's not about me doing anything other than that. So, yeah. So what would be an equivalent of like a comedian having a boo story for you in your career? Uh, I mean, let's keep it. Okay. I, I've told myself to live off the principle of authenticity. Okay. And I think people will respect it. Um, there was a time when I thought my life was going to instantly change around comedy hype. Um, there was an opportunity presented to me. I've been presented opportunities you know, there's people that definitely gravitate to what we're doing. And by all means, we, you know, if you're listening, please do come. We're trying to build something great. Um, but at that time, you know, I was moving boxes overnight and an opportunity was presented to me and I thought my life was about to, to change. And I got flown out and, and all of that and the conversation was great. And that didn't come together. Um, and that to me was, a, was the most mentally strong I had to be because I had to go right back. Now, let I remind you, I'm talking to people with money, with millionaires, you know, and they're like, yeah, this is going to go on. And you get caught up and you're like, okay, cool. They just flew you out. You're like, oh shit, this is real. And then like months go by, you're still at that job overnight. You're still putting boxes up. You're still putting labels on these boxes. That to me was like a a, a low moment. My car had um had was like was like broke like messed up at the time like the clutch and stuff, and I was like walking to the bus. But in my head, I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm not gonna be here with none of these motherfuckers after a while <laughs> because they gonna come back and get me, right? You know. But they never came. But I had to keep on though. Is that the job you just quit a, on your lunch break? No, that's not the job I quit on the lunch okay. break. But <laughs> that, that's that's real too. You know, that's not the job I quit on my lunch break. But um, that was like a probably a, a a a low moment, but a big growing moment. To it's like, man, it can't get too much better than that mentally. That should fuck you up if you like, you know. It, that stuff is, it's, it's a mental game. All of this is mental game. You know, you're thinking you're about to take off and do something, but then it's, it's pulled from under you, but then you got to get on stage and perform. Like, that's what I had to do. So that was kind of my booing moment where I had to experience a boo, if you will, mm -hmm. but I still had to perform and still had to grow a company. What were they offering? Like, this not specifically. Po like, position, position. Uh, okay. uh -huh. I'm definitely some money that I wasn't seeing. You yeah. know, sure. Pretty Some much. people may have tried to like almost buy you out along the way. That's happened. Yeah, um, that's happened. Um, yeah, that's that's happened. But you just stay consistent. To yeah, your if brand. it doesn't make sense, because yeah. I got a I got a an idea of what we're valued. You know, what the vision mm -hmm. is valued. So, like, I know what certain things you can't buy. I know what certain things like some, like a lot of the stuff that you're creating as a creator. You know. People can't really buy that. You put the price on that. They can't take what mentally comes out of your mind, you know. So you kind of have to have an idea of how, you got to set your. You, I can value myself however I want to. That's my thoughts. You may not pay for it, but that's how I value us. So I think at the time, yeah, the, the value and what they were trying to do didn't make sense to me at the time. Do you have any advice for how to value yourself? Because that's something I struggle with. Is like, you know, somebody will book me for a show and be like, well, how much? And I'm like, I'm hesitant to say too much, even if that's what I believe it's worth. In those situations, because I'm, I'm honestly at heart, I'm like, a, I'm like, I'm like a dude that like, yo, like I try to sell. So I look at, I look at opportunity. Um, but like, like it depends on the play, man. 
like smaller plays, sometimes you got to see where, what benefit it is because you might do a show, but it might put you in front of like X amount of audiences members. So you can evaluate it that way. Um, For you and on a branding tip as a comedian, man, I think the money, because I haven't really booked a whole lot, but I think it's about just making sure you, your, your content is going to, is going to represent the money that you'll be approached with, if you will, if that makes any sense. It should, it should, mm-hmm. you know. I, I know the comedy game has different characters that won't really respectfully pay cats their due, but I think, who, you know, as you build your audience and you're doing these different things, I think numbers is important. I learned that a lot. So your value might be based off numbers, Joe, to be honest, like, like you know, followers, followers, your yeah. reach, your podcast, uh-huh. like all that is into the equation because you control all of that. That's a network. So Boom. you're like, man, okay, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna do your show, but shit, I got at least ten thousand people I can get into, I can get in touch with listeners. So I'm gonna add that to this price, or that's why this price is this, and you hit them with those those numbers, and then you know, yeah, boom, because it's all subjective. Right. Somebody might fucking think Joe is not the best. And then there might be a cat that's like, yo, Joe is like the next star. I'm, I would pay him anything. So it's all subjective, but then you got to hit him with the facts, like numbers and stuff to be able to, you know, get the price that you think you want to get. Well, you've been dropping dimes on this, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but before we get out of here, is there anything else you want the world to know? Man. Uh, I just want people to keep believing in themselves. You know, that's kind of what my my branding is for myself as an individual, because I probably will start being out there a little bit more. Um, you know, like doing interviews and stuff, because I can see that happening as we grow and people want to just talk with us. But just believe in yourself, and I just I just hopefully I can influence people that way that they just stay persistent. And if you're going through some tough shit right now, just just see the bigger vision of what what's in front of you. And, and just trust me, there's going to be a brighter day out of this. So, yeah. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to sit down with me at this juncture in your career. It's only going to go up. Yeah, I respect that. And you as well, man. Uh, I think you guys need to continue listening to this awesome podcast. At the same time, supporting Joe, um, you guys have invested early into somebody that definitely is going to go for something that is great. So definitely Hot Breath Podcast, Joe Byers. John Williams. Yes, sir. It's been real. Yes, sir. All right. Kaboom. John said it best. You guys are supporting a movement on the ground floor. Thank you so much for being a part of this. I'm really putting my heart and soul into this. And I think it comes through. And you guys sharing this episode and leaving your iTunes review really helps make a difference and keeps me motivated to keep grinding these out every Monday at 8 a.m. So definitely subscribe. There's an easy link. If you guys are listening on your iPhones, there's a button at the bottom. You click it and it goes share. You can share it right to Facebook. Share it to just the world. Let people know we at you. And go check out Comedy Hype. It really isn't a dope, dope, dope comedy platform that is only going to grow. And I'm happy to capture that story as they're hitting a new gear. So here at Hot Breath, we're hitting a new gear. So definitely follow us on social media at Hot Breath Pod. My social media at Joel Byers Comedy. If you want to see me live, of course, I host a show every Wednesday at Java Monkey in Decatur, Georgia. I teach a comedy class if you're interested in taking your comedy to the next level. I also do one-on-one sessions as well if you're looking to sit down for an hour or so and really punch up your material, getting it ready for a big show, or just wanting to kind of reinvigorate the comedy flow. Hit me up on social media or my website, joelbyerscomedy.com. If you want to kind of, we talk about branding on this episode, if you want to kind of take your brand to the next level, I can't recommend enough comedy artwork Go to ComedyArtwork.com or at ComedyArtwork. Check out his work for yourself. Then hit him up. Tell him Hot Breath sent you, and he's going to give you a great deal on an amazing piece of art that will really change your brand. It has mine and will yours. And we out you. I'm just going to keep saying that. Because most of you maybe have signed off from the outro already, but you committed Hot Brethren and Sisterin. You're still here, and I appreciate that. 
Maybe it's because you can't find the off button yet or you're just sitting in your office with nothing better to do or sitting in traffic just waiting. Well, while you're waiting, you could leave an iTunes review. But I digress. Thank you so much for the support. I'm so excited about the movement we have coming into 2017. Already three months into it, so let's hit it another gear, everybody. We are a quarter of the way through the year. It's time to take it up a notch. And that's it. That's the outro. Thank you. Thank you, Comedy Hype. Thank you, John Williams. Thank you to my engineer, Amon Garner. He's been keeping these episodes sounding crystal clear. If you want to get your audio needs right, Amon Garner on Facebook is your guy. Of course, I have to thank my fiance, Erin Rogers. She made the theme song. You can follow her on social media at Erin A. Rogers. She made my theme song, so now I'm forever indebted for her capturing the tone of this podcast. And of course, I'm indebted to you for sharing and supporting. Ah, <sighs> that's a nice exhale. But you know what it is, hot brethren and sistren. Until next Monday, right here on Hot Breath. Oh.